Welcome to Motherhood on Tap, the podcast for mamas who laugh their way through the struggles of parenting. I'm Sarah Duncan. And I'm Pamela Walker-Dees. Hi, lady. Hi. It feels it feels like it's been several weeks since we've recorded, Cause probably because it's been like several weeks since we recorded. Like a month, almost. Yeah, between life events and 4th of July holidays and not feeling great at all times. Yeah, either I'm not feeling, I wasn't feeling great or you weren't feeling great. I had a bad headache one week and I was just like, girl, I had to. And I was totally fine. I hung up the phone and I like put on my bathing suit and got in the pool with my family. Because <laughs> again, we're both introverts and secretly the most exciting thing for an introvert is canceled plans. I mean, it was so funny. You kept apologizing. I was like, seriously, I'm fine. Go lay down. I know you yeah. feel like crap. I'm going to go swim with my girls. <laughs> I was like, they wanted me to get in the pool with them anyway. And when I came out, they were like, Mama, you're still here. I'm like, yeah, she canceled. I'm getting in the pool with y'all. And they're like, yeah. Mommy's the hero. Yeah. So I like got in the pool and mostly I just like floated mm-hmm. as they swam around me. But, you know, splash, 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 I splash. wanted to be cooled off and I wanted to be weightless for a little while. So. Check and check. Exactly. Because <laughs> we are now in the seventh circle of hell in North Carolina, apparently. <laughs> Which also coincides with you getting very close to your due date. Yes. I'm three weeks out. So today's a Tuesday. So tomorrow I will be three weeks out from my scheduled C-section. Ooh. I don't know how you're feeling, but you look fabulous. You genuinely do. Everyone keeps saying that, so I, I very much appreciate that. Um, I don't feel fabulous. Mm-hmm. I I have very swollen feet and ankles, and I'm dealing with severe carpal tunnel in both of my hands. And being a tech writer, as I type, and it feels like needles are being shoved up in my fingernails. I'm not having a good day. It's not the best. And I go to sleep with these splints and so but okay so i have to explain these nighttime splints because it's hilarious (laughs) they have like these little bean bags that cushion like the palm of your hand Mm -hmm. like they're made for carpal tunnel or if you've had like a wrist injury to sleep on right only for sleep and then so it, it goes like almost to my elbow but all that sticks out are like the tips of my fingers and my thumb so I look like that chick from the Saturday Night Skit, the, the one with the little, with the little doll hands. Little doll hands. <laughs> and I looked at Mark and I'm like, because I have them in both because both of my hands hurt. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, honey, look, I got little pathetic hands. And I'm like singing like her. Hi, hey, Dennis. I was like, and I got carpal tunnel. <laughs> Ain't pregnancy sexy. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to. Blow some bubbles for you to run around and pop with your little hands. <laughs> yes. Because I can't. Do, and then once you put them on, you can't do jack. You really no. can't. I like tried to blow my nose while holding it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, forget it. And I rip them off. And I have splits during the day, but they get on my nerves because the way that metal is like right there at the edge of your palm. And uh-huh. you're trying to do the mouse. And I'm just like, <laughs> fling. Like, forget it. I'm like, I'll just die. Anyway, but. Oh, the miracle of birth. Yeah, but the good news, knock on wood, is that she is measuring smaller than her sisters. Yay! Not in a bad way, but this but in time... But ooh, thank goodness kind of way. And uh, I haven't gained that much weight with this one. Mm-hmm. And I also, um, even though I feel very pregnant and very heavy, she won't be super big at the end. So mm-hmm. they're saying maybe a six pounder. Nice. Which both of mine were over seven pounds, but like extremely long mm-hmm. so maybe ron was almost nine pounds 
But Sarah, you're like how much taller than me? I'll say she has she has Amazon parents. <laughs> yes, she does. So, and I was a little concerned because ultrasound technician was like, I'm not trying to alarm you, but, you know, she dropped in growth from like 58% to 24%. But the doctor, you can talk to the doctor about it. And I was like, is it bad that she's dropped down? Like, do I need to put on more weight? She's like, honey, you're about to have your third C-section. You do not want to have a big baby because you don't want complications. She was like, so if you can keep her there, keep her at five pounds, keep her at six pounds. You know, she's like, I'm not worried. She's going to be a little nugget. She's going to be a little nugget. Thank God my mom went and bought. She's like, I don't know why, but I wanted to get you more newborn outfits because you don't have that. I know you don't have that many. Yeah. And then some of my coworkers surprised me with a baby shower and gave me some newborns. So now if she is a five, six pounder, I actually have enough that I don't have to like roll up sleeves. I was just thinking about that. I'm like, you're going to, you're going to end up needing more, more actual newborn clothes. I know, but I have, I have enough. I think I'll survive that first month I think I think Daisy spent exactly a week and a half in newborn clothes before she moved to the one to three months. Mine were in like about me two and a half weeks. Well not mm-hmm. yeah, because like Sabrina, she was she was so long and skinny baby. And then you look at like her two month picture and it's like, where'd that fat roll come from? I mean she was like Buddha for uh-huh. two months. Rolls on rolls on rolls on I mean rolls. she did. She had like rolls everywhere. I love it when they have like fifty rolls on their arms. It's the cutest thing. I remember I didn't want to have to like get out the bigger size. Like she was six months and I should have went to nine months. Mm-hmm. But I just did not have the time to switch switch it all out. So we would just like snap the middle button in the bodysuit. <laughs> Like it stays closed. <laughs> you just squish it. We're out. like, oh, oh, make it work, make it work, make it work. <laughs> it's gonna be so exciting. Yes, and since I'm not sure when we'll release this one, mm-hmm. so her name is Brianna. And yes, Brianna, not Brianna. Even though I like Brianna. But I live in Johnston County, North Carolina, and people will not call her Brianna. I know they won't. They'll call her Brianna, and so Marcus mm-hmm. and I agreed we will call her Brianna. Because we also have some extended family that will not call her, probably won't say Brianna, <laughs> so it would be Brianna. So it's just like, Brianna! Let's just, <laughs> don't you dare call Brianna. I already get annoyed when <laughs> some people think Auntie they're Sarah's being... weird. <laughs> I get, I already get annoyed when some people think they're being funny and call Aurora a Rory. I'm like, lock it up. I like Aurora doesn't like it. She's like, that's not my name. <laughs> no. I love it. Oh, BTW, you have a three-nager now. I have a three-nager and a six-year-old since Girl. last time we recorded. <gasps> Why are your babies getting so big? But you know what? She had such a terrible twos that as she's going into the threes, she's not really being a three-nager. Not so far. Not going wood. Mm-hmm. Sabrina was a total three-nager. Mm-hmm. But Aurora's like, Mommy, I'm listening. I know. Maybe you just got over the hump early with her. I don't know. But, I mean, well, she would have the temper tantrums. Even now she'll have the temper tantrums. And I've just taken a new approach of just sheer ignoring her. Or, like, the other night she was tired and she was just destroying the living room. And out of sheer exhaustion, I went over to her and I said, you don't want to make me angry. I said, but this makes me angry. I know you're tired. But this is not going to get us to bed faster. Mm -hmm. And she helped me pick up everything. And then she said, I'm sorry, I'm listening. And I was just like, I don't know what I just did. Like, I'm like in half of a sleep coma. So I was like, I don't know what I just did. But it was magic. It's like, Sabrina, what did I just do? Girl, 
Do we want to tell them what our very special drinks are this week? Girls, we finally made it to Sheets. We've been talking about getting slushies at Sheets for probably weeks, if not months now. Finally, over text, over Skype, over everything. Everything on the air, probably. What flavor you got? I got blue raspberry, so it's probably going to be turning my mouth all kinds of fun colors. What do you have? Um, Because I am at that point of pregnancy where everything tastes better together. Strawberry grape. Yes, girl. Cheers. Thunk. Thunk. Nothing like getting me on a sugar high. I really wanted to get the cheer wine slushy, but I was like, I don't need the carbonation because... My reflux is already bad enough. Right. And I'll be recording it and it'll be like. So we're both going to be on a sugar high by the end of this. Brace for that. Yeah, so it's so drunk, Pamela. You're going to have to bunk. I'm here. I'm really hyped. Do like peanut with Jeff Dunham. girl yes do we have crap from the internet we do i've been saving these since the last time we recorded some of them are funny and some of them are 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 they huh ones well one in the middle is kind of like how did that happen um (laughs) but this one um i because i just miss my dog and this makes me think of i had a dotson when i was little that would eat everything oh no And so when I saw the headline, a bulldog swallowed 19 baby pacifiers and lived to tell the tale, I had to share. I read it. I'm glad I know that he's, he or she is okay already. Yes. Dog survived. Dog is good. And it's those, and it's the pacifiers that my girl like, the soothies, Mm -hmm. the Advent soothies, the circular, circular ones. Yeah. Okay. So he liked those. Well, so the family brought him in. To the veterinary hospital when they realized that their their bulldog stopped eating. And the place is called Angel Animal Medical Center. And they found that he had 19 baby pacifiers in his stomach. Mm, buddy. Um, it started in April when the family noticed that their three-year-old dog, Mortimer, which, I mean, what? Bravo. That is a perfect name for a bulldog. I love it. I love it when people give dogs nice dramatic names. Um, he started getting very nauseous before meals. So, his owner brought Mortimer to the vet, who prescribed some medicine to take care of the issue, but Mm -hmm. it didn't help. And then, eventually, he just stopped eating entirely. Mm -hmm. They took him back, and they took an x-ray and found the pacifiers. Um, I guess they must have been just piling up in there over time, right? Yes. The vets think Mortimer had been taking the pacifiers from there to the couple's two children over the course of months. Mm. It didn't say how young the kids were, so they probably are young and very close in age. Um, But the pacifiers were removed using a medical scope that did not require surgery. So, like, Mm. down his throat and out. And he is recovered and back at home. That's good. But what's amazing to me is that they piled up that much in his... Well, it wasn't... I mean, it was just in his stomach. Mm-hmm. It didn't even go down anywhere. So, that's yeah, why he stopped eating. Yeah, because it just fills you up. And then your his body probably couldn't break them down. So, they just sat there. And I guess in one way, it's good that he, it was those because they're silicone. They don't have any plastic or anything like that to break yeah. away. Yeah. Squishy. The article doesn't go completely into it. But I was just like, first of all, I'm glad Ozzy never ate Aurora's pacifiers. But, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Poor puppy, I'm glad that Mortimer is okay. Yes, but moral of the story, you notice something's really weird, take him to the vet. Yeah. Especially Slash, that if, little kid. if all your pacifiers start disappearing, yeah. <laughs> inquire. Like, did they not notice that 19 <laughs> pacifiers were missing? Well, if they have a pacifier addict like we did with, uh-huh. with Aurora, they could be anywhere. True. You know? I mean, she would throw them out, like, when a stroller, and we didn't notice. That's true. Like, tuck behind furniture and stuff like <laughs> but that. But I probably would still be astonished if my dog had swallowed 19 pounds. I'd be like, holy crap. All right, moving on. Something else that's medical. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> um, doctors remove a 10-inch knife from a teenager's brain. Okay, more detail, and please, again, girl. And the, again, the x-ray picture is really another one of those where you're like, what? My eyes are so big right now. All right. It was a 15-year-old Kansas boy. He had a 10-inch knife lodged in his brain. Mm. So he was playing with other kids when his mother heard him scream loudly outside their home. At first, she just figured they were just, you know, horse playing. Mm. Um, She ran out there. And he came to the door, and when he opened the door, there was blood, and he had a piece of metal in his face, and it was really shocking, is what his mom said. Um, Eli was handling the knife when he fell, and it went through his face, becoming embedded into his skull. Oh, no. The tip of the blade stopped right at his carotid artery. Oh, my god! So, he is very lucky to be alive. Yes, he would have blood out in less than a minute. Yeah, he probably wouldn't even felt it. He probably would have just, like, moved on. Anyway, she said, it was instant. I was like, oh, my God, call 911. This is bad. I'm not even sure exactly how it happened at this point, but, yeah, it was scary. Mm -hmm. Um, He was rushed to the hospital, um, the children's hospital, but doctors there feared the precarious position of the knife next to the carotid artery put him at risk of a stroke and other serious damage. Mm-hmm. So then he was like airlifted to the University of Kansas Health Sen- System who removed the knife because mm-hmm. I guess they had better equipment. Yeah. Apparently it was just in the nick of time from the doctor that pulled the knife out said it could not have had a pound. Let's see. It could not have had a pound more force on it and him survive that event. So it was like right point, right precision, right amount of force. Like Mm -hmm. if it had been just like the slightest bit more. Yeah. A slight cut or tear would have led to massive bleeding. Um, So they had to control the blood supply to the area with balloons and catheters before they could actually remove the blade from his face. Hmm. Um, The surgeons reported that they had to use a had to use a vice to grip it. Mm-hmm. Rather than just their hands, but the procedure was successful, and he is a boy's on the road to recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, he has learned from the experience. Um, he said he's going to stay away from sharp objects, but he's out of danger. That's good. I mean, he still has a lot of healing left to do, but he's out of the danger zone. It makes me think of I can't remember what his name is, but that the story about that railway worker back in the day where the the railway tie or something like went oh, through yeah, his the, head. Oh, yeah, the spike. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how we learned that the frontal lobe can really affect your personality. Yes. And all that stuff. I was Because that was up, what I was picturing at first was like a knife into his brain, which would not have been good either. No, it was in his brain, but it missed that one artery. Ooh. Blur, blur. Kids don't play with knives. I barely play with knives and I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah. All right, so... Something for a little a little funnier now. Okay, good. 
A four-year-old boy secretly drives his great-grandpa's car on a mission for sweets. What is with all these kids and taking their parents or grandparents' vehicles? Oh, he was mad because he wasn't going to get candy. You have to, you have to hear the story. Okay, it's hilarious. Girl, t- okay. Tell me everything. So this lady's son, his name is Sebastian, stole his great grandfather's keys, jumped into his SUV, and drove more than a mile during rush hour to. Uh, this is in England. Mm-hmm. Um, to or it's reported from England. I don't know if it's in the U.S. But they call it a petrol station, and I know that means gas. Mm-hmm. But he, he drove during rush hour to go to a gas station in hopes to buy something sweet. How old did you say this kid is? Four. Ah! Yeah, yeah. How can he even reach the freaking pedals? I don't know. But instead, he was pulled over by police. They were on it. <laughs> um, his mom described the thoughts. You know, she was saying she was panicked. She was anxious. A lot of emotions going on, trying to figure out what happened. Um, Fortunately, no one got hurt, but the car and some mailboxes were were damaged. Okay, this was in Minnesota. Uh, The driver also had a small bump with a tree, leaving part of the car's front bumper in a neighborhood's garden. Okay, this is making more sense, because at first it sounded like he successfully went and drove. Okay, he ran No, this is more like Dennis the Menace kind of thing. Gotcha. So the story is uh, Sebastian climbed onto his great-grandfather's walker to reach the keys, which were hanging high on the wall. <laughs> you know, like the little hover-round thing. Yeah. Uh, the four-year-old appeared to have good working knowledge of how the Hyundai Santa Fe works. Um, with his great-grandfather commenting, he watches everything people do and he'll repeat it. Despite barely being able to see over the steering wheel, Sebastian reversed out of the driveway, drove through a number of winding residential streets before making a left turn onto the busy four-lane University Avenue. <sighs> Witnesses reported they saw the SUV driving erratically at speeds up to 15 miles per hour <laughs> before pulling over into the, the car uh, park of the gas station. I've never seen a driver this young before operating a vehicle, the police captain said. It could have been very serious. He could have hit a car. He wasn't wearing a seatbelt. He could have, we could be, could be talking about a funeral. Yeah. So now his family has said they will lock all the car keys away. But I'm, I don't know what they would do, but you know, any charges brought against the child or anything like that? No. I don't think so. I think, uh, I didn't, there wasn't anything else on that, but I saw a different story and I think the parents have offered to. They're, like, with insurance and everything to cover the damages done to yeah. the mailboxes and the neighbor's front yard and yeah. stuff like that. Because it doesn't sound like negligible parenting or anything like that either. No, he snuck it's the just, keys out it's himself. Just a, a kid being a little turd. Yeah, he was yeah. a turd. Um, I read somewhere else that he was just really mad because he wasn't getting his candy. So he mm-hmm. was going to go get it himself. Yeah, I know of someone who threatened, uh, threatened their mom that they were going to call Child Protective Services because she wouldn't buy her Pop-Tarts. <laughs> kids are little punks <laughs> i remember my sister would do that my dad's like go ahead they'll bring you back <laughs> i didn't know what child protective services were until i was like 19 my mom worked for the school system so uh-huh. I, heard, I overheard her and my dad talking a lot of different stories so mm-hmm. so don't play with knives pick up all your baby pacifiers if you can and lock your keys away Yes. And eat a delicious salt and vinegar chip like we are right now. And have a slushie. Mm, yeah. It was a good combo. You know, I know we're not getting drunk right now, but... Yeah. Know. It's the next best thing. Yeah.
girl. Yeah. I'm so excited. Uh, what are we talking about this week? What not to say to a pregnant woman? Woo! Let him have it, girl. I'm so done. <laughs> I texted Sarah last week and I was like, I'm so fucking done. I'm so fucking done of fucking people telling if, me fucking shit. If one more person told me one more GD time. <laughs> I know. I was like... <laughs> so here's my biggest thing. Okay. Oh, so my biggest... Okay, here's my top two things. First of all, I'm going to preface this. This does not include my family. My mm-hmm. family are very supportive. They do not say anything. And even if they do, it's in a very teasing way. And it doesn't hurt my feelings. Good. Two, my direct coworkers. We tease... But nobody, this does not apply to them. No one's no one's crossed the line in no. those situations. So if any okay. of them are li- ever listen to this, I am not referring to you. Good. Everyone else, y'all are all turds. Stop asking me, well, haven't you had that baby yet? You haven't had that baby yet. Okay, I still have, like, technically, like, even though it's three weeks from my scheduled C-section, I'm at, like, 36 and a half weeks. Yeah. People were asking me this at, like, 30 weeks. Yeah. I don't find it funny. My sister had two preemies. Mm-hmm. My niece was born nine weeks early. I've seen babies in a NICU. It's not funny. No. And plus, if a woman is large enough that you are prompted, that you feel prompted to say that or ask that. I'm may, already how, self-conscious. Yeah. She's self-conscious. And how uncomfortable do you think she already is? She's not, She's like... Mm, I'm going to hold this in for a little longer. Yeah, I mean, and I'm already... So, I'll put it out this way. I have body issues. And a lot of my body issues is the abdomen area. Mm-hmm. So, being pregnant is really hard for me. It just is. Yeah. I look in the mirror and I'm... I know, I mentally know that this is what my body needs to do to grow a child. Mm-hmm. Fine. But I still look in the mirror and I'm like, oh. Yeah. I hope I can lose the rest. That's not baby. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just, it just, it's not something you want to focus on. Yeah. And that just that, that emphasis just, and that also goes with the other words of like, you are huge. You look like you're going to pop. Mm-hmm. I'm not a zit. I am not a tick or bringing, or, you know, mentioning that I'm waddling. Yes. Yes. Oh, I also have to tell though, I have to preface mm-hmm. another part of my disclaimer. The ladies at my church, they, most of them are awesome mm-hmm. out of this bubble. I don't know how you feel, but I don't like people touching me. No, that that is and definitely there's on a my couple list. of people in my life that touch me, and I'm just like, don't. No, I don't mind my husband. I wouldn't even mind my family, but my family don't even do it because they respect that I have like this personal bubble. I have two things. One, always ask. Yes. If you can touch someone's belly. Yes. Even if you know them. Yes. I, I about to say spouse might be the one ex- is probably, and maybe kids, the one, the s- exceptions to that. Yeah. And. But my kids still ask. I didn't even tell them they had and to ask. pregnant women reserve the, the right to say, say no. no slash slap your hand away. Yeah. So if I were you, I would, I would not hesitate to slap people's hands away. Just personally. Because that is your body, your space, and you shouldn't have to make, be made to feel uncomfortable. But even if it's at, like, church or something. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Because it feels really... And I don't mean just padding. I'm talking, like, full-on, like, rubbing. All up in your business. All up in it. Yeah. Like, I even have family members. And, again, they all mean well, but, like, put their hands on my stomach, lean in. This is when I was pregnant with Daisy. Lean in and be like, I love you, mwah, 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 like kissing right and like noises right next to my stomach. And it was just one of those where it's like, I love you and I know you love me and I know you love my baby, 
but you're really just up in my business right now. It's cute when my <sighs> my six and three year old does it. It's uh-huh. cute when their dad does it. But even my husband will be like, I'll be like, hey, give me your hand. She's moving. Yeah. I mean, in the morning when he kisses me goodbye, he kisses the belly. I want him to. He's the dad. You have given consent for him to do that. Well, and I think the reason that my girls ask me, can I touch the baby? Can I kiss baby? Can I kiss baby Brianna? Is because I've taught them that no one gets to touch you unless you want them to. That, I'll say that's very mature of them to think oh, I've, to ask I've, that. I've continued. I have books. Mm-hmm. You were asking about books about being, I'll have to show you the books I got mm-hmm. for them. But also I have some books on knowing your body and yeah. this is good touch. And it's sad mm-hmm. that I have to do that, but I have girls and the world we live in. Yeah. And yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And them. you don't need to apologize to say, because you don't want to hug. You don't want to hug? You don't I've, hug. I've even tried to tell tell Matt that because, you know, lately sometimes he'll be like, hey, Daisy, can I have a hug or have a kiss? And she'll kind of be like, yeah, I'm good right now. And he'll be like, Daisy, can I hug? And I'm trying to tell him, like, don't take it personally. This is her just having boundaries. And- well, and, and Mark has done that. He's like, if they need to give you a hug bye, and I'm like, it's okay. If they don't want to give me a hug bye, just mm-hmm. blow me a kiss and I'll blow me a kiss bye. And yeah. I'm fine with that. I'm like, honey, they're just having a morning. Mm-hmm. I don't always want to be touched in the morning. Yeah. All right. Another thing. Speaking of my husband, his manhood is not being taken away. There is no such thing as a legit man card. I have not cut his balls off because he's having a third girl. No. Like anything. He does not feel emasculated. He does not feel less than a man. Because he's going to have three daughters. And oh no, no. cuz we're not going to have any more after this one. Cuz apparently, you know, if you don't have at least one of both, you're just not doing it right. Or he needs to Oh, this is what I hear. Well, he needs to have a son. He needs to feel I forget the crap they said. He needs to feel important or he needs to carry on his name or he needs to blah 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 blah. And I'm just like, or he needs to feel manly. I mean, in a house full of women. First of all, my my dad grew up in a house full of women with sisters and cousins and mm-hmm. stuff. And then he ended up having girls. Mm-hmm. Again, he's a manly dude. You yeah. would not tell my, my dad he's mine not. too. He he had it's just me and my sister, so he's lived in a household of three women for a very, very long time mm-hmm. now. And it, we did all the same activities with him that he would have done, you know, traditionally with a son. And we were very well-rounded and loved because of it. Yes. And that being said, for anyone who wants to question his masculinity, he is a tattooed army combat veteran who has a beard like Grizzly he's Adams. Like he's a lumberjack of a man. <laughs> Pretty much is because he's a landscaper. Yes. Um, and he has told me when I've come home and told him that people say like this, that if you have an issue with the fact that he has three daughters, come talk to him to, to his face. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting that out there to you people who wonder, how does he feel about having three daughters? Go ask him, because I would love to sit back with some popcorn and listen to his response. And, and that's the thing is, if you're wondering how someone's feeling about having whatever gender, just ask them. Hey, I heard you're having a girl. How do you feel about blah, blah, blah? Because then it's just, you're not putting your own opinions on it. And you get to hear if they're excited or like, yeah, or whatever it happens to be. Just quit putting your own crap on top of it. And we're not going to adopt. We're not going to do any of that. We're done. We both Mm -hmm. say we're done. Actually, when I found out I was pregnant, he looked at me and he said, boy or girl, we're done after this. I'm done after this. And And I said, okay. And that's what I had on my list is anything to do with a particular gender, positive or negative, i.e. 
oh, your husband must be so excited that you're having a boy. And the one I keep getting odds, oh, I bet you're hoping for another girl. I'm like, I'm hoping for a healthy baby. All three of one mine, way or the other. I just wanted a healthy baby. And a yeah. lot of people don't know or don't realize that we tried beforehand mm-hmm. with Sabrina and we couldn't get pregnant. And one of his biggest dreams ever was to be a dad. Yeah, and period. He, period. And he will tell you, being a dad of three girls is going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, he has one girl that, yeah, Sabrina's all dramatic and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But she also loves to fish. She loves nature. She wants to be outside with him. She wants to know what this tree is. She wants mm-hmm. to know, like, what he does for work. Aurora is all about sports. Yeah. So, he's not missing anything, people. He's, he's covered. He's fine. Yeah. And plus, as my husband says, when they get to the really crazy emotional parts, they're apparently going to be your problem slash my problem. Yep. (laughs) And the thing is, is that he'll make do when it gets hormonal. Like, how misogynistic do you have to be to bring up the whole period thing and hormones and shit? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And again, I genuinely think this is sort of the same as like the, the weird parenting advice from history thing of... People mean well, for the most part. Sometimes people people are just assholes. Yeah. People mean well, but it's like they don't think through what they're saying or they don't realize their own biases before they open their mouths. Yes. And honestly, mm. we have, now that Sabrina's older, we've had some issues. Like last year, she had a yeast infection. Mm -hmm. I said, I will take her to the doctor because I know she is not going to be comfortable mm-hmm. with you there. Right. And he was like, thank you. I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm not going to do that because I knew that would make him. And I'm her mother. Yeah. And I want her to feel like when she gets her period and other stuff like that, come to me when things are not mm-hmm. working right down right. there. So, yeah. I mean, we already have that boundary set, mm-hmm. but he's also not uncomfortable. Like, if they're like, Daddy, I'm itching down there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, did you tell Mommy yet? No. Maybe you need to go talk to Mommy about it. He's yeah. not putting it off on me. He's just like, but they can come to him. Yeah. And he's not all like, oh. He's like, no, 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 la, la, no. La, 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 la. You know, I mean. Scary lady bits. <laughs> <laughs> They are so There's scary. Ladybirds! Ah! You're not a baby anymore! <laughs> but on, on that also side note, before we got pregnant, years before we get pregnant, we would be out somewhere. And these random little girls would just come up and talk to us. Mm-hmm. One time we were at a restaurant and... Um, I'll, I'll say the name Twisted Fork. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Because it, it has yeah. the booths that actually go up yeah. instead of just down. They go up the side of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. This girl literally climbed up the side of the booth, hopped in his lap, and she was like, "Hi, my name's Harper. That's my baby sister over there. What are y'all eating?" And like just talking to us. Had to be like three or four years old. Uh huh. And he's like, arms he's like, in the air. Like, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. <laughs> arms dropping. I'm like, not a creep. He's like, it's nice to meet you, Harper. Like, the police are going to come in. Like, where are now. your parents? Where are your parents? And I hear her parents like, Harper, come on. And her dad comes and gets her. And he's like, I'm so sorry. He's like, no, it's cool. It's cool. But wherever we would go, like, these little girls would come up and just talk to him. 
And they want to, like, just, you know. Because he's just, he's just a very friendly, approachable guy. And he's, I think it's also, he has a little bit of sensitivity to him, and you can sense that. Mm -hmm. Um, There's another time where we're sitting there eating at a table, and we notice this chair, our chair rocking, and me and him are like, what is that? Then I hear this woman go, I forget the girl's name. She's like, so-and-so, stop it. That man does not want you sit next to him. And she's like, but I want to eat lunch with the nice man. And I just would always tell him, I think you're going to be a girl dad. And one time we were at Target, and this girl came up to both of us, and she's crying. I don't think she knew her. I think she wandered away from her mom, and all she wanted was Mark to hold her. And she's crying with her arms up, and he's like, I don't know what to do. Like, oh, not a creeper, I promise. Like, I'm not a child molester. I don't know why this keeps happening to me. And so I just grabbed the little girl's hand. I was like, let's go find your mommy. And we found her. And she's like, she's like, oh, my husband has that same kind of blonde hair and stuff. I was like, so. he must just have, like... Some kind of safety aura that he that, emits. Like, nobody is going to hurt you when you're around. And I said, I think you're going to be a girl dad. So, Aww. like, each time. And so, when we found out. He's a good girl dad. Yeah. When Brianna was a girl, it was like, oh, well. That seals it. I'm just supposed to be a girl dad. Uh, but he gets very mad, too, if people mm-hmm. say stuff to him. And he he's like, no, no. I'm pretty damn manly as it is. So. Yeah. I actually have a really good quote from a minister about judging females versus males mm-hmm. and stuff i could quote it later but yeah and it, it it goes both ways too like there's like an all a family of all sons. oh yeah i've had i've had a few of my friends tell me that they've yeah. been harassed because they have nothing but boys because it it implies that but but it's not so much the man it's oh the poor woman yeah, she must right. be exhausted it's, she has yeah. nobody to love and that's not to say that you don't have a right to be like, oh, I wish I had a son or, oh, I wish I had a daughter. You know, it would be nice. But does that mean that you love your children any less or that you are not going to love them as much as you would have if or they were their different value, gender? Or their value is any less? Exactly. Because that's what you're implying when you're like, oh, well, another one. Mm-hmm. So, good times. Yes. Mm. That's, let's see. <laughs> Have you gotten this one? I Go know, ahead. I know this is sort of in the the yoga gear about to pop category. Wow, you sure you don't have twins in there? I hate people that say that. Not this time around, but when I was pregnant with Sabrina and Aurora because of the way they were positioned, mm-hmm. especially Aurora, I swelled a lot with her. Yeah, and again, like we've said before, you are a shorter woman. I'm you have five a sh- two. You have a shorter upper body, and yes. so you're. Even if you you and I were carrying the exact same size child, your stomach is naturally going to stick out more than mine just because it doesn't have as much room and to I go. And I show earlier. Yeah. So, like, at 20 weeks, like, you at... How far long are you? I'm, like, 18 and a half weeks Okay, now. so, like, at 18 and a half weeks, I look twice as big as you do. Yeah, like, I've, oh, got, but because, I've, got, I've got a bump, but it's fairly small. Yeah, so. but I... I had to be in maternity clothes, and it was showing, and people were like, are you sure it's not twins? I'm like, it's not twins. I'm just short. Like, and again, it's something that you're implying something about the woman's size, and you might just mean it as a joke. You might not mean anything by it, but again, how do you think that makes I'm her not feel? fat, damn it. <laughs> oh, also, another thing. This is what I get. And I found it on this one list from BuzzFeed. I can't remember where it is. Hold on. Oh, that's all you're eating to yes. you're eating again. Yes, I have both of those on here because I got I got both during my first pregnancy, and the one I got I the, still get both. The most the one I got the most was oh here keep eating you can you can 
Oh, yeah, that one. You can use a bunch of people like shove food on you and they don't understand that when you say no, it's not because I'm trying to be skinnier. I'm like, I get full just like everybody else. And maybe I don't want to eat whatever you're offering right now. And just respect that. I remember getting mad at work because I was pregnant with Aurora and they were like, you have to feed the baby. I was like, the baby is fine. My stomach is literally the size of a peanut right now. So you guys quit shoving food in my face. And my OB warned me about that, too, because she was like, you know, yes, you will definitely gain weight during pregnancy. That's totally fine. But there's a set amount they want you to. Yeah. She warned me that. Oh, yeah. People will shove food on you. And it it was absolutely true. You're eating for two now. Really? You only need like three to four hundred extra calories. Yeah. So it's like eating an extra apple and an extra Klondike bar every day. That's about it. That's not bad, though. You don't, you don't need it. And it's really good. <laughs> and the first trimester, too, like, I had such morning sickness all three times. Mm-hmm. My reflux is awful. I'm having migraines. If all I want to freaking eat is cheese yeah. and drink ginger ale's, back the fudge off. My doctor's fine with it. And this, this, also, this also goes over into the, mm, you shouldn't be eating slash drinking that commentary. Mm. And I admit, this one is hard because I've had to stop myself sometimes, too. Mm-hmm. Because, and this, I'm going to start with a really controversial one, is alcohol during pregnancy. Okay. Because, in general, it's a very safe rule just to say no, no alcohol, alcohol, which, no right. problem with that. Right. But there is more literature coming out that says, you know, an occasional glass of wine or something like that is okay. So, I will admit, I've had a handful of like glasses of wine throughout my pregnancy. It's like once a month. This pregnancy or? This pregnancy. Okay. I've been a little bit more loosey-goosey with it this time around. But like one drink a month kind of thing. Uh Uh-huh. It's not going to stunt her growth, his growth. I don't know what I'm having yet. And, you know, I'm not going to get crazy with it. But I will never do it in public because I know that, especially now I'm starting to show People are going to look at me and freak out or I even get, I even got, you know, judgy things from the people at Starbucks before because oh, you're, yeah. you're allowed to have a certain amount of caffeine a day, uh-huh. although everyone thinks that you're supposed to have none, apparently. Well, that's how it was back, like even 20 years ago, it was yeah. still no caffeine. So. Yeah. And I had ordered ahead of time on the mobile app and I went to go pick it up and the person behind the counter was like, oh, if I'd known you're pregnant, I wouldn't have given you the, the caffeine version. And it's one of those things where it's like, again, I know people are acting in their best interest, but it's like, you're not my doctor. You're not, you know, you don't know what I've been told I am and am or are not allowed to consume. Yeah. It's none of your damn business. On the other hand, though, you know, if I saw a pregnant woman, you know, pounding glasses at like a wine tasting or something, you or know, smoking cigarettes. or yeah, yeah, it's but even I don't know, it's hard because it's, you know, it's a fine line. But it's still. a fine line. But even if I do see a woman in that really horrible situation of either smoking or mm-hmm. pounding a lot of drinks, it's I'm thinking she's got enough bad things going on that one comment for me is not going to change that. Yeah. There's, there's a pattern of behavior happening there. And I hate yeah. to say that, but it's... There's something deep-rooted there. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. So, I know that's a very controversial take, but yeah, just assume that the woman and her doctor have talked. Yes. And that is none of your damn business. Well, at work, we have a barista. 
Mm-hmm. And so he teases me, but he's an older gentleman. Yeah. He's got he's a grandfather, but he's sweet. And so I will come in and he'll say, Have you had your cup of coffee this morning? I'm like, I have not. Hook so me you up. can hook me up. And he's like, okay, but you know, if you come back, you get decaf. And I said, I know. And I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. He's like, so I don't want it on me if you go into labor early. I was like, I, <laughs> I said, I don't want it on me either. So, yeah. you know, that's different. Like he, I know what his intent is. And you have some kind of personal connection with him. He's yes. not just some rando on the street. Well, and he was like. When I first told him he, I was pregnant and how he was like, you're drinking caffeine. He's like, when my wife or even his daughter's last few times, they were like, don't drink any caffeine. I said, mm-hmm. you can have like two eight ounces. And so in like my Yeti cup, that probably, mm-hmm. I mean, because he only, when I get a latte, he really just does a shot of espresso mm-hmm. and the rest is like soy milk. Yeah. So it's not even probably the eight ounces that mm-hmm. I probably could have more, but I cut myself off at that point. Yeah. Or you can have like. A can of soda or something like that. Yeah. So I, I mean, I had that this morning and that's, I mean, I was looking at that cherry Coke slushie and I really, really wanted it. But I was like, <laughs> I'll be up all night and Brianna will be all like, drumming. Yeah. But to, in my experience, the you should or shouldn't be eating that thing is, is one that you get a lot just because, you know, you eat all the time. And that's something that people just have so many opinions about. Yeah. I mean, I like snack consistently because eating a whole lot, especially at this point, and I apologize, people, if I'm deep breathing, mm-hmm. but it's very hard for me to breathe right now because she's like right up under my chest. Poor thing. You're going to be able to take a deep breath for the first time in like three weeks. I know. And I'm going to be like, <sighs> so satisfying. Um, so yes. I snack and I mean, my mom was teasing me this past weekend because we celebrated both of the girls' birthdays since they're close together. Mm hmm. And I was like, you're eating again? I'm like, I'm starving. I said, so I either eat right now or I pass out. And I know I said the disclaimer with Matt, but I'm just, my mom was teasing me. Yeah. And she's like, well, I hope you're not, don't get too full. You won't eat your, your hamburger or your hot dog. I'm like, trust mm-hmm. me, I'll be fine. But I've had people that like, not direct coworkers, but other people who are mm-hmm. like, oh, you're eating again? I'm like, yep, sure am. I remember when you were still working on my side of the street, I think you were pregnant with Aurora. Yep. And I would see you come in with, like, your cookout milkshake and french fries, and I'm like, hell yeah, girl, treat yourself. Oh, I would treat myself, and I would, like, stare down anyone who said anything. I dare you to. No, 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 no. I love, oh, or onion rings, remember? Yes. I would, uh, you would be like, yes, my peanut butter banana milkshakes. I still girl, love them. so good. Sometimes that's all I have for dinner, people. <gasps> Shocking. And that's another thing. You don't need to have a three-course meal every meal. If you're feeling sick and, like, you're going to throw up and the only Mm -hmm. thing that's going to satisfy you is a peanut butter banana milkshake, have it. And plus, another thing, too, is even if it seems like a pregnant woman is constantly eating, sometimes that's because after a while, the baby is taking up space that our stomach used to occupy. So we can only fit so much in there at one time. So we have to kind of graze throughout the day. And that goes with the same, like, keep eating. Why aren't you eating? Why aren't you keep eating? Why don't you keep eating? Like I said, it's the size of a peanut right now. Mm -hmm. Leave me the hell alone. The same thing that's happening to my bladder is also happening to other internal organs. Yes, I'm going to go pee. I remember when I worked on your side, though, people would always come to try to talk to me. And I'm like, walk, walk with me to the bathroom. Walk and talk. I think I literally spent about... A third of my time in the bathroom my last week of work <laughs> so are there are there more ones that you've had recently i'm trying were... to think um oh i'm gonna educate some people out here in oh, the world do tell my c-section 
will not be a breeze, a piece of cake. I am not lucky. I don't get some kind of free pass. It is major surgery. But not only that, but all the crap that happens after a natural birth happens after a C-section. Like, they don't vacuum you out. Mm -hmm. You still bleed. Stuff still swells down there. They still have to massage your belly to make everything constrict. Yeah, go back into its right place. But you also have now this... Like six inch incision and that they're pushing tissue. on and scar Ugh. tissue. And I have an opiate allergy. So there's only like two kinds of pain pills I can take. Yay. And it kind of just dulls the pain. So I'm pretty bitchy. So don't tell me I'm taking the no. easy way out. No, that is not a free pass to no pain and no trouble. Um, I'm not lucky in any sense because how I got here was. Um, a 21-hour labor mm-hmm. to emergency C-section to find out my oldest daughter was stuck in my birth canal because she was wrapped in her umbilical cord. Mm-hmm. And if we didn't get her out in time, if we had waited just a little bit longer, she wouldn't be here. Check out our postpartum depression episode if you want the full story on that. It is a doozy. And um, so when I got pregnant with the second one, it was like, scheduled C-section. And people were like, why don't you just try? That was the thing that got on my nerves the second time. You need to just try. You know what? F off. You weren't there. Once again, are you my doctor? Are you my husband? Mm -hmm. Did you experience this with me? Mm -hmm. No. Did you lay there as the doctor is, and I'm crying, and I'm like, I'm going to try. And they're like, you're in distress. The baby's in distress. If we don't do this now, she might not live. And when you hear those words. It's terrifying. And your husband says, shut up. I overrule you. Medical decision made. Yeah. You're grateful. Yes. And, you know, so when the second baby is here, you're like, and the best thing is, is I was talking to one of my OBs. Mm When I was hemming and hawing about having a second, she's like, listen, you can schedule it and you mm-hmm. can cancel it. Yeah. It's like any any sort of elective surgery. Mm-hmm. She's like, you can show up to the hospital and be having contractions, mm-hmm. early labor, and you can say, nope, I want to try and we will do it. No one's going to be mad at you. She said, that being said, if you have a vaginal birth, no one gives you a medal and a trophy. Right. Which is, which I think is fair because it's, you know, you don't want to be one way or the other like oh no this is better you shouldn't try for this like no just do what makes sense for you and your child and i also have really terrible anxiety yes and it just is better for me this way so with third baby because of the type of incisions i have i and because of my small stature Mm -hmm. i have to have one this time around yeah there's no question So that hurts a lot when people think that, well, it's just, I'm just going to go in the hospital and be like, baby, that was good. Back at work. It is not a cop out. No. um, My belly is trying to heal as my uterus is trying to shrink and everybody's trying to massage on me. And I'm like, don't touch me. Oh my God, don't touch me. And I'm trying to bond with my baby. It's a lot. I'm trying to stand up straight. (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's a lot better when it's scheduled like that because Mm -hmm. you don't labor for hours and i you know had some painful recovery after my birth oh, which, I, I which you know many people do but i hear all these stories about women who have c-sections and it's difficult just to hold your baby in some yes. cases and i was sore down there 
but I could hold her just fine. And so it's, it's no, again, it is not just like taking an easy pass. There is nothing easy about that. And what sucks is you can't for like the first, I mean, even if you're off painkillers, you Mm -hmm. can't really do a whole lot except with the baby. Yeah. So like I could, I won't be able to like bathe Aurora. I won't be able to vacuum. Like there's things like that. I can't do. Yeah. All I can hold, I can't even carry a laundry basket. What I wouldn't give to have a vaginal birth, so I could. Like, I'm just trying to tell people, like, it's not a cakewalk. No, it's not. So, shut your effing mouth. And they don't vacuum you out. You bleed. Like, I still (sighs) bled, like, forever. Yeah. Well, no, some people truly think that, well, if they have you open, then they must take everything out. Yeah, there's, like, why would it need to X anywhere? No. No. They take out the baby and the placenta, and then they sew you up. <laughs> everything, everything else is weird. Everything else is just happens the way it's supposed to happen, <laughs> and it's very painful, especially yeah. like that first period afterwards, and you have your scar tissue. Mm-hmm. Ow, 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 ow! I usually call in. It's so bad. So that that happened recently too. Like oh, you're lucky. I'm like. Are you serious? I'm getting my belly split open. They're like, well, you know, like your your vagina and everything won't swell. I'm like, yes, it does. You're like, what? Oh, I'm sorry. Are you not a fully informed medical professional? <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, and they're like, well, you do you bleed? I'm like, yes. Yeah. I said basically everything that happens after birth happens regardless of how you deliver. I think the only thing you maybe save on is stretching down there or do you stretch it all from well from the weight i do like hemorrhoids and stuff from the weight of the baby but no i don't that does not get stretched out but you have but you you replace that with a freaking incision again and that is painful and that's a whole other thing to recover from so you know no one no one gets off scot-free when you're bringing a baby into the world and fyi my last c-section took a little longer because even though they got her out Mm -hmm. he was like you have so much scar tissue i'm just like I'm like, he's like, I'm just trying to clean it out. I'm like, okay. And all of a sudden I'm like, why does my right shoulder hurt? And they were like, oh, he's got your bladder and your kidneys out right now. He's scraping the scar tissue off. So think about that, people. (sighs) Thankfully, they had just taken the baby out and Mark had followed. (laughs) About to say curtain. (laughs) Curtain. Which I just read at the hospital now. If you have a you can have like a sheer curtain now so you can watch them. Nope. No. I do not want (laughs) to see what's going on down there. I don't want to know. Nope. I I don't want the rear view mirror to show my JJ blowing up when I'm pushing it out. I don't want to see my innards out either. I I know some people that did. And they were all like, oh, it's a beautiful experience. No. I would not want that either. The part where the baby's coming out, I'm sorry, is not magical. It's when not the magical. baby is there and they're placed in your arms, it's wonderful. That's the wonderful part. For, that is a horror show. I don't want to see that. Mm-mm. Then again, I'm also splayed on an OR table. I don't want to see, like, I've had lots of surgery. I Mm-mm. would, I did not want to stay awake from, to have my appendix out. Mm-mm. I sure don't want people to watch them, like, because you're not used to that. And again, anxiety. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, but I read that, like, on their website that you can, so I, I, I'm going to be like, no, like, <laughs> when they're getting me prepped, I'm going to be like, I don't want the sheer curtain. I want it, like, if it, if you, like, I barely want the doctor looking at what's going on down there. For real. I barely want, <laughs> Mm. And I can't even imagine if I said she or Mark would be like, no, because <laughs> he would just pass. No, 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 no. 
But yeah, when he's there, but she, but I love how the nurse anesthetist was just like, oh yeah, he's got your kidneys out and your bladder. He's just scraping the scar tissue like, uh, off. What? <laughs> and they're like, and that's a major nerve, the made the nerve, which I mean, punk, punk, you, learn, you learn anatomy. Um, there's a nerve that connects to your bladder, to your, up here to your shoulder. And so as he has it pulled out, that's where the tugging and the right shoulder wow. hurt came from. So yes, that's the other recent thing. So people, it's not a cakewalk. And I think a lot of people cause don't know that because even if you know someone who has a C-section, how often do people talk about how much their vaginas bleed after they have a procedure? Oh, so much blood. So much blood. My vajay just is leaking. Everything, everything still hurts down there. Everything hurts. You go to try to take that first poop. It's so scary. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I've never been so grateful to have diarrhea in my life. Everything just falls out of you for three days. Girl, I was like popping stool softeners. I was like, it's not a one of you. Give me the colace. I was like, I don't even want to feel it. Like, I just want to do it. Like, come on out. <laughs> You're like, push, uh, push. Uh. This yeah. is why my husband doesn't listen. Yeah, the, first, the first shower and the first bathroom breaks were terrifying after I gave birth. Um... I have, a, I still have a whole big list. One of the very basic ones I have, which is a rule that, again, I think that all functioning human beings, at least adults should know, but yet people still seem not to know is never, ever, ever guess, no matter what a woman looks like, that she's pregnant. Never mm-hmm. assume. So never unprompted ask, are you expecting or when are you due? Yeah. Because some people just carry their weight differently. And I carry my weight in my abdomen. So I have actually experienced that. When are you due? When are you due? I'm not pregnant. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm just fat. I remember telling that to somebody many years ago. Yeah. It's one of those where even if you are 99% sure, shut your damn mouth until you have confirmation coming from either them or the spouse or someone knowledgeable. Yes. And I find it funny how I Googled what not to say to a pregnant woman, and there's like a bazillion lists. Yes, there's so many. (laughs) There's so many stupid things to say to people. Yes. This is sort of the other end of the spectrum of Uh the, oh my gosh, you look like you're about to pop, is you're so small, you don't even look pregnant. Mm -hmm. Because I think even though that's probably meant as a compliment, that can actually be very stressful for, for people, like if you just happen to carry small or just not show as much or not mm-hmm. don't show as early that can be very stressful as far as oh crap am i not eating enough is my baby getting enough to show? like just don't make comments on size one way or the other yeah like my sister-in-law she's very tiny and she had very small babies so she didn't show a whole lot until mm-hmm. like when i was pregnant with sabrina she was pregnant with her daughter um her daughter was born two months before Sabrina so we were sort of similar pregnancy wise Mm -hmm. but yet I at 18 weeks looked much bigger than she did and she's like people keep asking me am I really pregnant but I am and Mm -hmm. you know I just don't have as big enough and then she she kind of envied my belly but then in the same sense the things that people were saying it was like well I'm not fat I'm pregnant but I'm short you know Mm -hmm. but his sister's a little bit taller than me so it doesn't you know what I'm saying and it's just I remember a similar situation. There was a video or a a picture that went viral a few years ago on the internet. It was a fitness instructor and one of her students. They were both five months along. The same kind of situation. The student looked much more visibly pregnant. And the fitness instructor looked, 
you know, still almost exactly the same, very slim, and then just a little tiny bump. And they were both five months along, and they, and the fitness instructor got so much crap of like, you're starving your baby, you're not yeah. getting like just people. Everybody is different. Yes, every single body is different, different. and therefore you carry your babies differently. Just calm your tits. <laughs> um. Oh, okay. So here's one thing. I have a hormonal issue. I have PCOS. I've spoken mm-hmm. about it a few times on the show. I have to literally track my cycles to get pregnant mm-hmm. all three times. I know when the last period was. It's not a guessing game. My babies are not coming early. Yeah. Stop freaking asking me. Sabrina was born on her due date. Mm-hmm. I know it was a C-section, but I was in labor. And Aurora was born the day before her her due date. Yes, it was a scheduled C-section, but I showed up and I was already having active contractions. Mm-hmm. So they asked me, do you want to stop and try or do you want? I was like, no, you're going to wheel me in that OR. Mm-hmm. We're going to get this done. You're going to so, take my baby and all my organs out, apparently. <laughs> my bladder needs scraping. <laughs> 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 I don't know why they just go every time. But yeah, so you have to, you always have to track for all of your yes. pregnancies. Yeah. So I am very confident in my due dates. Mm-hmm. So no, Brianna will not come early. She will show up on August 7th when mm-hmm. they take her out of me. Okay. And if they were not going to take her out of me, I'm pretty sure she will be born either on August 10th, which, which was her due date, or the 11th, which would be mm-hmm. so chill people. I don't have early babies. I don't have late babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just boom. Thank you so much for listening. Our theme music is by Yov Aliagon. Be sure to check out the Motherhood on Tap page on Facebook. If you enjoyed today's episode, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcast. It really helps to get the word out about the show. You can subscribe and follow Motherhood on Tap on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and most other podcast apps. If you have questions or funny stories, you can email us at motherhoodontap at gmail.com. Partner with us on patreon.com for special bonus episodes and help keep this podcast and the two of us in business. Till Til next, next time. time.